0: this is not often made clear enough when we're talking about ahimsa is it has to start with yourself. You cannot engage in harming yourself and then throw all of your focus towards how you're not going to do harm to other sentient beings on the planet. So, you know, what we, what we can know through experience, not theory or, or spiritual talk is that we naturally do less harm in the world when we take care of ourselves and when we feel our fullest vitality and connection um, and and we don't sell ourselves out for the sake of the other. So that is uh, an important thing to just ground into. And, um, And the other thing, and this is why I love Ayurveda, because veganism isn't an Ayurvedic teaching at all. And it isn't, I mean, this is a sister science to yoga, so it isn't like a totally separate category and subject. And what we wanna look at is how do we do harm reduction? Because perfection is impossible. It's impossible. There there will be a, a scenario, a situation, you find out that like, I don't know. The only underpants that don't give you a wedgie aren't like the best company or like their, their fabrics are sourced in a shitty way. Like, you know, it's perfection is impossible and we can like drive ourselves crazy. And oftentimes what ends up really happening is we're like, well, forget it. Like this is just too much. So I'm going to kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. So How do we engage in ahimsa through the lens of harm reduction? Uh, So an example of that in our house, I'll, I mean, I'll go right into the meat conversation because I don't eat meat. I do not. And I don't do dairy that is uh, sourced from the U.S. I can't, like it is not a good digestive scenario for me. Um, And the eggs that i eat have to come from my own chickens i know how my chickens are treated like you know those kind of things um and so my children when they were still living at home and my husband they they were never going to jump on the no meat bandwagon like through their adolescence, they went through little waves where it's like, I'm a vegetarian, right? But it was like, also like, then like the week later, they're a communist, you know, they don't actually know what they're saying. They're just trying on different things. So um, good meat, meat that is as local as possible, that you know the farmer, you know the organization that's producing it, you have looked into its... um living conditions <laughs> to a degree to the to the level that you're able to um is a better choice and what is what that meant in our household was that meat wasn't happening every day not for a family of five no freaking way that would have been so crazy expensive so like we're going to have meat once or twice a week where is it coming from how do we create balance Um, I've tried for years to get everyone on the bandwagon of a no turkey Thanksgiving, right? So I'm like, we're not having a turkey. I'm going to roast a head of cauliflower. It tastes the same. Turkey doesn't taste like anything. And everyone freaks out and rallies against me with the turkey scenario. So what do I do? I adopt a turkey at Farm Sanctuary and I buy a turkey from a local place and you know, and it's an expensive turkey. It's a holiday thing. We talk about this. Like, um it, for me, it is about balance and harm reduction. balance and harm reduction. And that is across the board. That is across the board. Um, if I made a um, questionable purchase, and it's rare this day and age because I have the luxury of like, I'm really only buying things for myself or buying things for my husband. like, you know, we can make different choices now than we could when the kids were younger. Um, And when I make a questionable choice, I I would make a a better counter choice and purchase, if that makes sense. So like, you know... um, looking at where our clothing is coming from looking at the organizations that are supporting different legislation i mean at this at at this stage in the game friends i'm looking at where things are being made and there are going to be states really soon that i'm not buying shit from so like we get to vote essentially with our money and with our wallet. And by vote, I don't even mean in a political sense, I mean in a values sense. We get to, there's a local um, co-op in town (laughs) and uh, I wish everybody had a co-op in their town. Um, And not that our co-op is perfect because it's not and they always have some work to do because everybody does. Um, But something that they give you, if you bring your own bags and stuff, they'll give you these little tokens, these little wooden tokens. And then you get to take those wooden tokens and put them in these little boxes towards like essentially voting for different organizations in town getting funding or different organizations in town getting grants or things like that. And that's really, that image comes into my mind when I'm in the context, uh, in the concept of Ahimsa. And it's like, okay, so I've made these purchases and I'm these choices. And then I have these tokens and I'm going to make sure that I put them in these particular slots because it does matter. It matters energetically. Um, money itself is currency. And so that current of energy, I want to make sure is in alignment. Um, and the more people that do this, you know, the more of an impact it makes. and so this is how i look at um making food choices as well because yes we you know we can look at how rough the meat industry is on our environment on our planet. um what is the ahimsa piece in that? Um, do we even know which brands to kind of steer away from and which brands are doing the best that they can do and first and foremost like what is available within a 200 mile radius from your house because sheer fossil fuel and shipping ahimsa thoughts are going to weigh in as well and so um you know Is your local farm down the road, hundred percent certified organic? Maybe not, maybe they aren't. It's an expensive process to go through for farmers, really expensive. And yet all of the chips kind of in that basket of their local, they care about their animals. We know them, our children maybe, you know, went to the same little league or something, you know, like all of that is included as well. Yeah, and I mean, and very, very briefly, I can simply say that human communities work uh, through um, the most effectively within diversity and diversification, all right? If we all had the same sleeping pattern, if we all ate the same things and our bodies craved the same things, Small human communities wouldn't have been able to survive. They wouldn't have been able to survive winters. They wouldn't have been able to survive um, various, uh, you know, famine, droughts. Like when we come together and in, you know, like I'm like I don't need to eat meat. I know I don't, you know. And so Matt will make. He's like, great. I can eat all the meat that you would have eaten in your life. All the prosciutto that is available to me is now doubled because you're not eating the prosciutto right so this is how we come together in that way and recognize that not everybody's body not everybody's dosha is the same and thank goodness because if we all were like well we're all going to just double down on eating wheat well that's not going to work either that also isn't great for the earth so It's all about the balance. Um, That's what I love about Ayurveda. It's what I love about, you know, thinking about conscious collective communities working together um, is is knowing these are the things that I uh, require and these are the things I have to offer. And then finding people who have complementing requirements and offerings as well.